This is the Oil and Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another week of Oil and Gas Startups Podcast. Got my longtime friend, Chris, with Verilink here. Chris, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good to see you again. Dude, yeah, it's uh, so kind of nostalgic for you coming into this building. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's good. It's it's good to be back. We, yeah, so- we you know, when we started Bayardo Safety, we were kind of next door neighbors when we were on the other side of the building. And, yeah. Yeah, so um, if you if you listen, you've probably heard me and Jake talk about, you know, we started the podcast back in a closet over in this old <laughs> building. And at the time, like it sounds like we were just like in this janitorial closet, but this building was like kind of a co-working space. So you just had a bunch of like different companies and right. and me and Jake and Chris were literally just separated by a wall. We were we were next door neighbors. And so um man, that was few years back and then you expanded and then uh that was with uh Bayard of safety and yeah so i guess that's actually going to be kind of a, a good segue into uh into what verilink is uh today because back then um i'll let you dive into this but just kind of like high level Bayard of safety was training uh in credential program for oil and gas mm-hmm. um, so dive into uh you know what that is what you guys are doing and then we'll get into verilink here Right. So, so Bayarder Safety was uh, really and truly a segue into the software platform that we created and that we're up and running and live with now. And it was all things on that individual worker credentialing side. And in doing that, just in such amount of volume, we started to see a lot of industry problems. And then, you know, back before I even started the company, when I was on the contractor side, I was kind of living and breathing that problem just on a day-to-day basis. And I got really fed up with it. And I, I know a good 90% of the industry is tired of it. Um, it's, it's just really messy and convoluted. And the problem I'm talking about is that, you know, right now the data within the oil and gas industry is just grotesquely decentralized. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can remember your days back out on the rigs calling and going offshore and, you know, you had 75 credentials for one um, operator and mm-hmm. those weren't valid all of a sudden six days later for some different operator because they wanted something else and and if you had those you weren't valid if those weren't being vetted through the right database that that operator used and it's just this big siloed data approach i mean for context like we had an executive assistant whose sole job was just to make sure that our credentials were up to date and had the correct ones for that specific operator. So you had a full-time person that was just sitting there right. constantly checking that. And that, that's still common to this day. I mean, contractors and operators alike are just spending piles of money uh, with, with you know, massive amounts of employment to manage all of this for, you know, huge workforce numbers. You know, who, who has what training? Where did they get it? Which operators is it valid for? What do they require? When does it expire? Where do we renew? How do we renew? And it's just really, really messy. Um, so that level of just hands-on frustration yeah. know, for now. Yeah, so I mean, at, at Bernardo Safety, you guys were um, doing the training, right? Yeah, um, and still still yeah, do. We and still do, yeah. You all have a training facility now. Yeah, right? our, we've got a turnkey oil and gas training facility. We just hit our five-year mark. Awesome. Um, We've expanded quite a bit. We're yeah. excited and happy and about so, that. And so, like, um, you know, just to give context, like, these are the places that you're coming to and getting, um, 
I don't know the you know whether it's like H2S type yeah. or you uh, name it. Yeah. And you so, name it. So operator qualifications, confined space, competent person level training, OSHA 10, OSHA 30. I mean, there's just thousands and thousands yeah. that, that we're accredited to offer. Yeah. And so how uh, I, I want to kind of talk about like the old model uh, first, uh, because like how you guys uh, discovered, you know, discovered the problem. I mean, seeing it firsthand, right? And right. dealing with it. But you guys are actually the ones that are uh, training the people and issuing the credentials. And so from that standpoint, what, you know, what, what did that process look like? Like once you credentialed someone, like, did that go in? It sounds like there weren't central databases, like it's all siloed and decentralized. And so were you the source of truth? Like, did operators have to come to you and say, like, hey, is this person uh, certified or did it go to some database? Like, what was that process? Right. So so we weren't necessarily the source of truth as a training center, but we understood all facets of how that, you know, how those connections would get get made correctly and how those credentials would get processed correctly. So part of the problem, these guys would walk into the training facility and, you know, type of guy that wants to get out, put his boots on the ground. He probably could care less about, you know, some qualification or some credential, you know, he, he wants to be able to do his job well, but he doesn't want to sit in a training facility. This is John Q worker, by the way, you know, I mean, he doesn't want to waste all filled hands. hate two days, of, <laughs> two days of his time. He wants to get in, get it done. Um, but the common denominator was these guys were walking into our training facility in droves and they kind of all had this same demeanor of this, I've done this before. This is a waste of time. I don't want to do this again. And we'd say, great. Well, what credentials do you have? And they're like, well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And then we'd say, okay, well, where'd you get them? Well, I don't know. Well, somebody or a company did it, but I know I have it. Yeah. And yet they couldn't produce a single thing. Yeah. And they had some lanyard, you know, with 75, you know, ID cards and badges and none of it was anything of a valid credential for them to go actually to, to work. Yeah, it's always like, do you have rig pass? And I'm like, yeah, I've got rig pass. But there was like no way to actually check if right. you had rig pass. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and so that was part of the problem. And then, you know, those that's on the individual level. And then the contractors themselves would always find themselves, and they still to this day, in the same in the same rough spot, which was, okay, we've got, you know, a 10, 20, 200 man crew, whatever that may be out on this job for, you know, operator X. Well, they finished that job and they did a great job. They're moving on, they're crewing up, they're going to the next and they're going to mob out and they get, you know, to, you know, they leave operator X and they go over to operator Y. And all of a sudden operator Y looks them in the eye and says, no, 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 we're going to slam the gate in your face. You don't have a qualified workforce. We don't know anything, any data about your company. You're not up to speed within our compliance standards. And, and the contractors just throwing their hands up saying, well, we did all this stuff. We paid for all these trainings and credentials, and now we have to go do it again. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's where we started to get into a really, really messy siloed nature on, you know, from an operator perspective of who accepts what, we know they'll never be on the same page. There's nothing I can do about that. Mm -hmm. But we can simplify the mess and we can track and consolidate all of that data in one place. That's where Verilink comes in. So that that hasn't been done before. Um, yeah. Not to the degree that we're doing it at all. I mean, yeah. I, without being cliche, you know, I, I think of it all the time as, you know, truly positive disruption where, mm -hmm. you know, the problems within the industry are just 
you know, begging to be solved and, and here we go. So it's like, I mean, a lot of problems sit out in plain, plain sight, right? And especially when you're in the day-to-day workflows. I right. mean, that's the one thing I love about the energy space is that um, people are in their day-to-day workflows and they see the problems time after time after time. And they're like, there's got to be a better way to do this. And right. So then you, you know, after 10 years, 15 years of fucking around in that industry, you go, you go find a way to build a software solution for it. And I mean, um, anyone that is uh, competent would listen to this and be like, there's a lot of redundancy. Um, there's a lot of um, just a lot of cost waste. Like, yeah, was, you know, cost waste. Um, and then just a lot of frustration um, right. because it is you, frustrating. I mean, just from a field hand perspective when just like, why do I have to keep doing these? Uh, well, and, these- and not being able to track it, you know, we ran a little bit of a case study where it was a small crew, X amount of pieces of equipment, X amount of labor hands, welders, operators, you name it. Um, and without the proper compliance management, database management, and, and a single source of truth for all of that in one spot, mm-hmm. these guys had tons of gaps. And so they got out, they moved out to the job and they got shut down. And I mean, they were losing a quarter mil a day on a very, very, very small, 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 small job. Yeah. So you take that problem and you see it happen all the time. Well, we're shut down today because of X, Y, Z, or we can't weld because of this, or we can't make the lift because of X or Y. It, it gets ridiculously cost ineffective. Yeah. And so you start extrapolating that across multiple jobs or larger jobs, then you have a exponential increase. Big, big problem. <laughs> yeah. Big problem. So that's that was a lot of our motivation with Verilink. Yeah. And so, you know, Tom, Tom, sorry to interrupt you, no, no. Um, but I, I want to talk about the story a little bit because it's been a while since uh, you and I have seen each other. I can't remember the last time we saw each other, but. That'd be before COVID, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it was probably around 2018 or yeah. 19. Yeah, so it's been, somewhere been in a there. few years, um, which time flies. Um, so how did you guys, uh, like, I'm going to ask you some questions about, like, actually developing the software because I know yeah. you. I know you. I know who you are. You're just a good old boy. Right, uh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I mean, so how'd you go? I mean, came, came up in the field. Yeah, and came up, learned came the up industry, from the so. field. So, um, and then like, I'm looking at the, like the website right now and I mean, uh, it's all nice. And so how did you, uh, go about actually building out the, the product? Without, uh, any BS, I, uh, I went over to the printer and I pulled out, uh, two stacks of just white copy paper and I drew out my screen and I started to literally map out uh, what I would call just storyboards. And, you know, it's literally just a wireframe. It's like, hey, this is what I want it to look like. <laughs> exactly. I was at the time, I didn't even know it. And I was hand drawing wireframes. And uh, 700 pages later, I had a functioning, you know, database management, you know, worker credentialing and compliance tool. And um, I actually pitched and, and went out and talked to quite a few different uh, development firms and we landed a phenomenal group that's Houston based. And when they came uh, to start working this area, they were actually working out of the Canon. Okay. And so I met um, Jose Lazaro with Emon Solutions. Okay. And so I started to sit with Jose and, you know, we wrote up an NDA because I was just like scared to death of, you know, if this gets out and yada, yada, yada. Jose kind of, he loved the idea. Um, 
and he was here building, you know, their domestic, their Houston area, because they've got uh, quite a bit of folks working for them uh, in the Czech Republic right now. Yeah. But um, he was getting their Houston outfit going, and we went out and did just a little bit of private fundraising, um, which, interesting story, that's how I met our CTO for the company to this day. Oh, really? Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah. Um, just a phenomenal guy. Like, this is like... A lot of people don't tell these parts of the stories. But right. These like neural links. So yeah. Like, um, so so yeah, we 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 wind out uh, raising just a little bit of money so that we can get the development going with Emon, and that's how I met uh, Tom Bishop, and and Tom Bishop is just a you know really 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 sharp CTO. His 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 resume speaks for itself. He's mm-hmm. very very highly accomplished and um just in having a simple conversation with him about the idea and what we were wanting to do and what we were wanting to build. Um, he might, you know, say, well, I thought about it for a little while and I, I think he was in and, and I, and I say that not with arrogance. I say that, um, because he's to this day been extremely hands-on, extremely passionate, um, extremely helpful. I mean, he's just a, a gift. And I think truly why we've been able to take this as far as we have so far is working with a guy like that. Um, yeah. He's just, that that's his world. Um, where my world is the field and the problem. Mm-hmm. His world is taking that and, and working with directly with our development team and creating a solution. Um, so, I mean, I work with him, you know, every week. Uh, he just got done going through a bunch of updates with our development team. But having Tom Bishop on the team, I think, in our early stages of, of some rough development and, and rough work, Tom really helped us take this to the next level. And I mean, he's, yeah, I'm sure he, he's, saved, he's, he's a probably, partner and he's on board to this day and yeah, probably saved you a lot of, uh, headaches along the, along the <sighs> way of developing. Absolutely. The, the technology. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, uh, you know, let's talk about the, the platform a little bit more in depth because there's some, uh, Ideas kind of race through through my head a bit, especially like when you look at NFTs, for example. Like, there's no reason that uh, safety credentials shouldn't be NFTs, right? Perfect use case for them, right? Um, but also, this industry runs just ten to fifteen years behind on everything, so it's like, hey, we just need to <laughs> get everything centralized into it, right? Into a database first. So let's talk about like right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's. I hardly ever like look at people's websites while uh, we're on the show, but I'm just looking at it right now. And, no, so there's, uh, it's there's really well laid out website. Um, thanks. So I'll give you a compliment there. But uh, yeah, tell me a little bit like uh, the platform now, like from um, let's talk about different stakeholders. So whether um, an operator perspective, a field hand perspective or the credential. Right. I don't know who else is a stakeholder, right. but let's talk about it from each one of those perspectives. So one thing we knew we wanted to do was, you know, organically grow the platform as quickly as we could, um, as cost effectively as we could. And for me, there's kind of this big chip on my shoulder and wanting to get something like this out to the masses. Um, so one thing we do is every single individual that walks through our door for it's a training credential, uh, a safety briefing, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. I mean, just droves and droves of people, they as get what we call an individual, free individual account. Mm-hmm. So think about LinkedIn. Um, anybody in the world can have a LinkedIn account, but anybody in the world can put anything they want on that LinkedIn account. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 
Yeah. I'm, I'm a power forward for the Rockets and, and you play third base for the Astros. Yeah. And, and tomorrow it's going to say you went to Harvard and I went to Yale. I literally the other day I made myself uh, the CEO of someone's company that I don't like to let them know <laughs> that I own them. Like you can be whoever you want to be on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. And when we're talking about actual credentials and like keeping people from doing very ignorant things in the field or, or you know, the dangers of an untrained workforce, that's serious. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking about that with the individual and what we're capable of doing um, is taking, let's say, all of your credentials, all of your work history, and you create that profile. It's got your QR code that's unique to you and you alone. Mm -hmm. So if you change hats, which is common yeah. in the oil and gas world, you know, the turnover rates are just trash. Yeah. You know, if you change hats 10 times, no matter where you go, your credentials stay with you. Yeah. There even used to be this kind of vendetta atmosphere where there was a weird thing back in like uh, 2013, 2000. Company would pay for all these credentials, but you know, if if I'm not paying my guys right and you're paying them a dollar more, well, I just lost my workforce and I'm like, well, I'm gonna revoke those. No, there was, there was a that was a real thing. Oh, um, especially ridiculous. Like two, uh, I'm thinking it's like specifically like 2012 to 2014 era of like people changing uh companies and they'd be like oh well we paid for those credentials mm -hmm. so which is weird because think about it like this and we've had so many discussions think about it like this you know somebody go get some great job they're doing well they've been there a few years and their boss comes down to them one day and says hey we we'd love to pay for your continuing education we want you to go get your mba mm -hmm. well okay so you probably signed some kind of an agreement some stipulation yeah, stay end, two years. But at the off, end of yeah. the day, if you leave that company, does company XYZ get to say Colin no longer has a, a bachelor's or a doctorate? Yeah. Or I mean, <laughs> No, they don't. That's your credential. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And, that is a fair point. And we're strengthening that in the oil and gas world, you know, like it's never been done before. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, here's the thing is just the, the redundancy. I mean. Um, just think about if you're these uh, these OFS companies or operators. I mean, you can bring down the cost for the industry across the board if exactly. you have standardization exactly. and you accept everyone. Like, bring down the costs across the the, the whole the whole. Industry. No, it's it's win win, and that was one of the things I was really scared of because you know as it as it sits even up to today, there's so many hands in that cookie jar. That, you know, I, I, I knew good and well it was going to be an extremely difficult fight. Mm -hmm. um, and it still is. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're going to win that fight. Yeah. Um, the way data is being managed and data is being handled. Well, open source is becoming the open source mindset with millennial generation is becoming a thing. And this whole right. black box, uh, you know, keeping shit close to the chest, like it's just not an attitude that flies in. So, right. I think that that's, there's some cultural and generational shift there. Right. Well. So that's, that's, you know, a lot of it, um, you know, for those individuals and the individual credentials and that's a free individual account. I mean, anybody in the world that wants to start managing their own credentials and ditch that lanyard and know what they have, they can go on verilink.io and set up their free account just as easily as they can set up a LinkedIn account or mm -hmm. a Facebook account. So that's one side of it. The other side is the contractor companies themselves. Yeah. Let's, before we get to the contractors, uh, I'm a user, I'm a field hand. I just, uh, 
I don't even know Fox around anymore. Um, right. So I always used to get my training through, but say I'm there, you know, and uh, I get H2S certified. Um, you know, am I able to uh, work with any and every training facility agnostically to upload my certification <coughs> or? Right. So you, you can, as an individual, it's as simple as a screenshot over your credential. You can upload it. Um, if you want, we, we actually work directly with the training entities mm -hmm. where we're able to basically set automatic, you know, push pull API systems in place so that yeah. no matter what we're doing data pools and data feeds, you know, daily, multiple times a day yeah. so that if you wind up, you know, knocking out some hour long fire awareness course and you got to be on a helicopter at 6am, your credentials there. Yeah. If that training entities in place with us and that's yeah. that's all part of what we're building that's out. building out the network yeah exactly um so that's that's interesting because i do think like you know taking a screenshot of the credential there's still a lot of um fraudulent activity that could get um get through that process but work building up the network and working with the uh, facilities is ultimately like yeah you need to be able to pull from the source Exactly. And that's what we're doing. And even with what you're saying, you know, um, you know, some guy might be good at Photoshop and, you know, uh, kind I, of, I just think I'm a meme master, so I can, right. I can Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so even with that, um, our system identifies if it's an individual upload or if it came direct from a source and we've embedded all those sources within our platform. Nice. So you'll see that icon stamp of a verified credential mm -hmm. versus a non-verified credential gotcha. on the, on the individual side. Yeah. Cool. Um, but a lot of it, it's just uh, ease of use and handy on the individual where, you know, they show up and they're like, Oh God, I don't have my lanyard. Or I left it sitting on the kitchen counter and mm -hmm. they can have their QR code scanned that operator can pull up every single thing about that person, see yeah. what, what's valid, what's not, and if he's actually going to work today. Yeah. Um, so from user perspective, uh, you got that from, or from the, the field hand perspective. And then from the training institute or the, the um, school, um, now you guys are essentially building up critical mass, building up the, the network to where you can have push-pull APIs mm -hmm. and constantly pull information from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that plays in really handy when we talk about the, the contractor companies that are signing on to Verilink to manage their entire workforce. Mm -hmm. Because it used to be, you know, you could get a database where you had, you know, let's say a lot of safety training or you could get a database that had a lot of, you know, specialized OQ from an OQ entity, you know, like the NCCER. Mm -hmm. Or you were in this other database for your background screens and another database for your drug screens. Mm -hmm. So you, you see how that's starting to stack. Yeah. Where ours is one-stop shop. You know, all credentialing, you, you've got credentialing identifiers. So, you know, at one glance, you'll know this is a background, this is what it was, this is where it's accepted, you know, this is validated, this is uh, his OQs to operate this crane, here's his certs to operate this equipment, here's his drug screens, here's the multiple consortiums that he got his drug screens updated, here's his reader sheets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they've got one stop, you know, shop to manage their entire workforce. They can even go into our platform and map out their projects internally. 
So they've got 20 guys out on a rig. They've got 10 guys on a pipeline. They've got 15 people, you know, working a recoat job. Yeah. They can map that out where they're at, who's on those jobs. What are those, what are those actual credentialing requirements for those jobs mm-hmm. so that they never worry the night before again? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a real problem, right? Like I remember one time I was supposed to go out to BP rig and it's like day of or day before realized that, Hey, I didn't have some specific mm-hmm. credential to BP and now everyone has to spend time hurrying around, rushing around to get me that credential so I can get out on this right. rig. And you start talking about just having hundreds of people, if not thousands of people that you're managing. I mean, it becomes it gets very, messy yeah, it real becomes quick. very burdensome. And, you know, just knowing this industry, a lot of that was probably tracked through Excel spreadsheets uh, previously. And so, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, the, it, the the problem makes a lot of sense. Um, talk to me about the business model a little bit. Um, how how do you guys plan on making money through Verilink? Um, you know, the individuals uh, sign up for free accounts. Is it the right. uh, operators that are? Uh, so there's a variance, and we have we've, we have some options there. Um, you know, if you want to manage your entire company and all of your worker credentials, we have a per user per month uh, flat rate. Okay. Um, and and it's very similar with the operators and. I don't want to go into too much detail. No, no, on no, that no. Side, but, but I mean, it's a it's a SaaS uh, SaaS uh, platform where essentially you have user seats. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. absolutely. Yeah, I was uh, just curious. Um, you know how um, you know if it's coming from operators, if it's coming from the contractors, if it's coming from the training facilities, or you're charging individuals. I mean, there's probably a million different ways. You probably. Right, probably bang your head against the wall, um, <laughs> trying to figure out what the what the best model is. So that's also like one thing I always find interesting about uh, software businesses is that okay, we've identified a problem, we've identified how software can fix that problem. Now, how do we actually make money yeah, doing it no, as well? Absolutely, that's kind of what I love. You know, working with Tom on is, you know, he and I can sit and just just kind of grind and chew and talk over these issues that you and I are talking about now, yeah. and he immediately says, okay, well, we can go this route. We can go this route. If they want to do this, we can, you know, we've got options, but right yeah. now it's really, really simplistic, you cool. know, user monthly fee. Cool. Simple. Mm-hmm. Simple is better. So you guys have uh, raised a little bit of capital. Um, you've got your product out there, um, starting to get it into the market. You know, what's, what's, what's the plan next? I mean, Right now, uh, we're in growth mode. Um, expand, sell, sell, sell. Um, I think Verilink's going to be around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So, right now, you know, we're using a CRM platform where you know all of these individuals were documenting what companies are they coming from, who's calling us last minute, who's kind of suffering these pain points, and they immediately go to the lead sheet. Um, and we just pick up the phone and we say, look how are you managing X, Y, and Z? You know, how are you handling these types of issues? Mm -hmm. And they always come right back to what you and I, you know, early on discussed as the problem. I mean, without fail, every single time they mention it and and it just really opens the door for us to be able to say, well, what if there was a solution? What if, what if there was a way? And nine times out of 10, it's a no brainer for them. It's cost effective. I mean, it's, for them, it's cheaper than what they're spending on coffee and water in their office. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy. I, I I went to sit with a contractor and, you know, they had all the, the hats and the koozies and the shirts. And, and I was like, oh, man, those are nice. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we just got those. We got, you know, 20 of these red polos and 
you know, 20 of the black ones and 20 of the white ones and 20 of the purple ones. And blah, blah, blah. I said, man, that's awesome. How many of your workforce have a valid AOC credential to be out on that Kinder Morgan site? <laughs> and I mean, his draw job, he, he was like, I don't know. I have no clue. And I said, so you know how many t-shirts you have, but you don't know yeah. <laughs> how many valid AOC credentials you have. And, and the conversation, it wasn't, you know, with animosity, it was, yeah. it was making a very valid point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the system and the sale, I think is really easy when someone lives and breathes that problem. Yeah. Um, what's difficult it, just being candid is I think early adoption when oil and gas is so prone to this kind of a good old boy. We've always done it this way, mm -hmm. slow to adopt new technologies environment. Um, and so, you know, without polluting the water too much, we, we created this platform, not just for oil and gas, but I mean, we're, we're working with companies in the medical field that are, you know, tracking clinics in 50 States with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clinicians working there. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, ways to track, um, all kinds of credentialing management. So, I mean, really, when you think about it, it doesn't matter now. It doesn't care about what the industry or the right. the, the the user is. Like right. a credential is a credential, right? Right. And everything has to be verified. Everything has to be credentialed nowadays. It doesn't matter if you're a Pilates instructor or a <laughs> neurosurgeon. Yeah. You know, there's credentialing for that. Yeah. Um yeah. so we yeah. we built as strong as a foundation as we can, and I think we're gonna wind up helping quite a few industries with it. I always thought it was like interesting is like there's like no credentialing really for uh college degrees and like i don't have a college degree but i'm like i guarantee i could like just say that i have a diploma and like no one would ever check me on that well and that's that's like we're you know um that's what we were talking about you know uh, on linkedin you, you can be anybody you want mm -hmm. um, yeah and that, that gets dangerous when we're talking about real job roles and real yeah. credentialing you know you you get that job because you have an mba but do you really yeah um yeah yeah, it's, that's kind of scary. So it's like, hey, you're gonna go run this rig. Oh, you're uh, well control certified. Well, right. What if you really aren't? Um, or or start thinking about you know NCCO crane certified operators. Yeah. You know, guys up there making critical lifts. You know, yeah. over massive cities and. Dude, you wanna know a funny <laughs> story about that? I was crane certified. Um, I mean, these are just like 120 foot uh, booms, so not massive cranes, but just ones that are used out on uh, frack jobs. And this is our certification. We had to scope out the boom, winch down, pick up a barrel, swing it over, set the barrel down, and we got <laughs> we got crane certified. Yeah, you're that. ready for critical yeah. lift. Uh, after I always that. I always think back about that, and like I didn't know how to read a load chart on the crane, and right. I just be like, oh, that feels kind of heavy. I'm gonna put it back down. That feels a little <laughs> snug. I'm gonna set her down. That's like the West Texas just cowboy way of mm -hmm. uh, getting things done. But no, I mean, early. Early, early, early in my career when I was still in the field, I mean, I remember the same thing with the rude awakening to, you know, asbestos coatings on pipelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had zero training and just out with the wolves they threw me. And, you know, I learned real quick and eventually wound up getting the training. But I was like, man, this is, you know, we're not selling Nikes here. This is dangerous, pretty volatile stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's like when let's, I started, I think about how much uh, silica I, I breathed oh, in sure. through mixing drilling mud and frac sand back in the day. And like, you know, when you're a young kid, you don't give a shit. Like, no, you're, and you're not thinking about it. You're invincible. You're not aware. Right? Yeah, you're, you don't even know. Yeah, right. I didn't know drilling mud had silica in it at the time. And, um, anyways, uh, 
yeah, I mean, look, uh, especially in uh, heavy industries, training is very important and then being able to certify that and um, just overall make the process not a pain in the ass. I mean, that's right. Like- <laughs> right. And that's part of what we're doing. Um, you know, even when we talk to a, a new client and they're like, you know, do I have to go in and individually do da, 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 and upload every single little thing? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's how we used to do it. Like we've, we've got bulk worker upload tools. We've got bulk credential upload tools. We've got automatic data population tools. Like, yeah, we just created simplicity for you. Yeah. We just made your life a breeze. Yeah. And when we actually start walking them through it and they see it, they're going, Whoa. Yeah. Why haven't we been doing this? Yeah. So sounds like, I mean, look, the, the problem solutions, uh, clear as day. And so I think that, uh, you know, that, that, that's clearly defined. And obviously this industry, um, cycles of adoption tend to, tend to be slow too. So I think think that's just something that's common trait with every founder in this industry is like, you got to go through those, those pain points. But, um, you know, really when you enable people, like I I was thinking about the guy that you told the story of knowing the merge, but not how many uh, credential people he had out on this job. Right. Like, it's not probably his like core function of where his, where the amount of value is for him is like tracking people and their like credentials. Like I'm sure he has so much more high impact work that he could be doing. And so you actually enable people to right. get more of the important work done because they Absolutely. don't have to fuck around and worry No, about they're, this. they're able to focus on, you know, that project, that bid boots on the ground. They're not, they're not, yeah. you know, they're not burying themselves with that compliance red tape and, yeah. and these little, uh, imperfections that'll shut them down and really ruin their week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or their quarter, depending on the size, yeah, the size depending of the job. how big it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and there's, there's, there's just all kinds of, you know, caveats to what we built. So all those individuals that come into the system, they're out there in the worker portal. So, you know, you have your Verilink account, you're managing your team. Let's say you're two welders short. Let's say you're an operator short, or you need someone with a certain specific credential come in here and I can with, find them within our portal. You can go out and seek that talent and it's not a poaching tool. Yeah. Cause if you're spoken for it, our system won't allow for that. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. But you can go out and search by geographic location. You can search by name credential, um, what these people do, what their work history are. Yeah. And you can go out and you can find that NCCO certified crane operator that also has his, you know, Kinder Morgan site orientation. Yeah. You can get really specific yeah, and finite a, with solves it. solves a discoverability problem of being able to find the uh, skilled labor that you need. Right. And you're, you you know, you got a crew going out to Timbuktu. Um, you can geographically search and pick up, you know, workforce needs wherever you're at. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting. Well, man, this has uh, been super interesting. Um, one, because I've got to, I've got to see the uh, evolution. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, front, front row. Um it's actually funny if you come to Digital Wallcutter's current office. There's still some uh, lockers that uh, have some of the old uh, Biardo stickers uh, on yeah. it. So uh, still, still, still see some remains of you every once in a while in this building. But really cool, man. Uh, I love, I love the uh, the idea and the solution to this problem, uh, guys and girls. If you're listening uh, and you're interested in taking a look at Verilink, uh, the website is verilink.io. 
Verlink.io. Right. Okay, cool. And that's spelled V-E-R-A-L-I-N-K dot I-O. We will leave a link in the show notes and we'll leave a link to uh, Chris's LinkedIn as well. That way, if you just want to reach out to him directly, I'm sure uh, he's a he's a nice guy. I'm sure he'll, uh, he'll take a call with you. So absolutely. Chris, thanks for coming on the show, dude. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Come, 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 come.